Welcome to Soundstage Insider, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the film and television industry. We're bringing you the visionary directors and producers, the talented cinematographers, editors, sound designers, and more who really make the magic happen. So let's go beyond the red carpet and discover a fascinating world of behind-the-scenes talent. Hello there, welcome back to the Soundstage Insider podcast. It has been a little while since the last one and hopefully it won't be too long before the next one because I've already banked a bunch of episodes. In fact, I know it won't be long till the next one. So yeah, we're back. We have lots of exciting content coming up for you over the coming weeks and months. But today we are talking about documentaries and specifically we're talking about Maxine's Baby, the Tyler Perry story, which is a fantastic documentary coming to Amazon Prime on November 17th, 2023. I would definitely check this out. It's a really, really fascinating documentary about a fascinating guy and his story is extraordinary and it's told amazingly. So today... I'm talking with Galila Bekele and Armani Ortiz, who are co-directors of the project. And we cover so much about the process. And of course, we hear about Maxine's baby, the specific project, but also more broadly about the process of directing and creating and producing a documentary film. So I'm not going to drag this out any longer. <laughs> We're going to get straight into it. Super excited to share with you Galila and Armani's interview. Definitely check out Maxine's Baby, the Tyler Perry story when it comes out on November 17th. And yeah, here it is. I'm really excited to talk to you both today. I love the film. But to kick off, if you don't mind, my podcast is all about the behind the scenes of film and television. And uh, I'd love to talk about the process of making a documentary film. And then yeah. we can get into the sort of weeds with uh, Maxine's Baby. I love the film. Um, so can we kick off by talking about how you guys met in the first place? How did you guys come together in that process? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, we met in 2015, mm -hmm. 16. Mm -hmm. 15. Yeah, I was, you know started documenting TP for almost like a year and I became a new mom and I couldn't, it was a bit overwhelming to follow him every day. Um, and Verte is very important in, in telling a story for me, at least in the documentary, um, filmmaking. And we met through a mutual friend. I needed someone who can plant themselves and just single camera, shotgun, follow this man as he gets busier than ever. And he dedicated his life to this blind dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then ten, 10 years later, <laughs> we're sitting here. So no, it was, it was amazing. Oh, that's great. I love that. So Galila, this was your, this was your baby <laughs> to start off with, Maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It became both of our babies yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were the early stages like in the process when you first got together? I, I read somewhere that it took 10 years to come to fruition, this project. Mm -hmm. So what was the first stage of that process like? Was it just sort of kicking around ideas? And obviously the his story is incredible and it's right there. <laughs> but um, yeah. how you chose yeah. to like bring this to, to the screen? Well, the, the beautiful thing is because we had that grace of time, like when we first met, we never were like, yeah, after two years, we'll see where we're at and we'll, we'll try to put something together. It was very much a, we're going to let the story kind of organically 
kind of build itself and, and see what the image is going to look like eventually. And then after a couple of years, we're like, okay, we think that there's a documentary. Yeah, yeah, there's something going on. It's, it's something is start, starting to feel special. And, uh, you know, we didn't go into it with any type of agenda. And I think that that's what kind of drew me to Galila and, and, group, and drew me to the project. It was very much something that's like, hey, like this is an exploration of a man as opposed to we're going to do this project for six months and then you can be on your way. It's like, no, like let's all grow together yeah. in this art. And it was, it was dope. Yeah. And the beginning is important. You know, your show is about the behind the scenes and, you know, films are made documentary you don't have the luxury of cut let's do it again like yeah. there's no repeat so like in any human connection like trust is important like if yeah. you're expecting someone to be vulnerable then that depends on the landing pad yeah and you know for me even my past films actually feel like got me ready for this you know my first film was filming in rural part of ethiopia with people who have never seen a camera before you mm -hmm. bring out this camera with the lens and they think it's a weapon. So you have to sort of play first, like let them hold the equipment, film you, spend time and time is on sort of what makes it possible for people yeah. to reveal themselves. And the same with Tyler, you have to like let him warm up. Anyone, it could be your mother, your father, your, your sibling, you put a camera in front of them. It's, it's weird. It's odd. It's yeah. not a natural, um, sort of like feeling to have mm -hmm. someone film you but through time people get comfortable and Tyler got really comfortable and also he's been very gracious with, with his time yeah. to us although we've pushed we've absolutely pushed we absolutely got his yelled buttons. at we got <laughs> yelled at it and it's fine he told me to get out a couple of times but that's just the process that's that's yeah. filmmaking so we're fine <laughs> yeah you got to push the envelope yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so did you have a clear vision for what this was going to look like from the very start? Or as you talked about time, did it sort of reveal itself as the process went along? Yeah, I, I would say that it revealed itself. You know, I, I if if possible, I don't even think that we would have done it any type of way, because then like you, you miss you miss little moments and nuances when you're in your own head as opposed to just being in the moment. So, yeah, after, you know, the natural course of, of, of time, you know, the puzzle kind of started like forming itself. Yeah, I mean, the story leads you and yeah. we're also like film nerds, you know, like camera angle, lighting, because a yeah. lot of documentaries are not either shot well or you don't have the luxury of shooting something really well. Yeah. And we wanted to make sure that visually it also like pulled you in that shotgun style, one camera, Verte, we didn't even mic him, yeah. there's no crew. Um, so you feel that close, intimate a feeling yeah. of like you're right there and that sort of we really wanted to make sure we we captured it that way but everything else sort of revealed itself as we went on yeah so with a documentary like like you say you follow it's not like a like a dramatization where you create and you craft from nothing you have a story and of course you don't necessarily know where it's going to go so how do you track that how do you keep control of all those elements and keep you know is is that a chaotic process like how do you control oh, that Lot, man yeah. yes it, it, I, I would say it's organized chaos i think okay. that you know the best thing that i could have possibly done is get get there early and then stay there late that's the thing that i had to like make sure that i, I had to figure out because one he's always early for everything he stays later than everyone else so it was just something that we had to always make sure that you know we were just prepared 
for the moment whenever he decided to, mm. to come, you know? So are you then just always hanging around, capturing everything to capture those little moments? Quite literally, I was always around. He would look around and I'd be like, ah, yes, I'm here also. He's like, this is the bathroom. I was like, okay, I got it, I got it, I got to get out of here. Right, we've got some uh, good bathroom shots on the cutting room floor. Okay, that's good to know. So, um, Galila, can you talk to me about the process of collaboration because you guys mm. co-directed this and it's actually a running theme in my podcast uh, where we talk about collaboration a lot because even when you're just the solo director you collaborate with the cinematographer with the mm. you know the sound people and you know etc what's it like to collaborate with another director <laughs> is that a yeah. challenge what, what were the challenges mm. with that i think for me like the for most filmmakers it's a team sport yeah. Like, you know, it, it, I feel so silly saying director in documentary because you're not directing anything. Yes, you have a vision, you sort of have a leader in the team, but if your cameraman doesn't capture anything, you don't have a story. Again, you can't say, let's do it again. If your sound doesn't catch anything, you don't have the sound. So it's you're really in the mercy of your crew. And in this case, it's for me was such a unique experience because we have the male and female gaze, yeah. you know, which gives it a complex and also like you could see both of our styles. You could see both of our mm -hmm. storytelling styles in this film. And it was important. It's important because, you know, for me, um, I've also done a film with a female crew. That was a whole different gaze as well. And I learned so much from him and how he moves. You know, the moment I met him day one, I remember feeling like, wow, this guy is so talented. You know, like we were both in our 20s, now yeah. we're in our 30s. Now yeah, we're old. In 10 years. Oh, <laughs> come on. I'm in my early 40s. Got, yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> no, it was, least, you it, know. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. And like, you know, to have, you know, someone with her type of leadership and, you know, it really was fantastic. And, I wouldn't have been able to do all this, like a, a 10 year documentary, you know, with just like, especially how we did it with such a small footprint. Like, you know, she pushed me every single day. Like there's a, there's a saying in sports, like you can't take a playoff and to have G always with us and always consistent, like, all right, why are you doing that? You should shoot this. What about this? Why do you want this in this cut? It was like, wow, like this person actually cares about every single thing that's in it. And very rarely do you have that type of person that meets you every single day at that level of uh, importance. And, you know, I've just learned so much as a, a, a director, as a creator from her. So it was, it's been fantastic. And also like the fight is important. Yeah. You yeah. know, a fight in the editing room, you know, again, going back to like the behind the scene, like I need to validate why this shot, why this frame is important. We're going to leave it in. If it doesn't make sense yeah, yeah. for the greater good, we're losing it. Yeah. You know, that's like when, you're crying, you're yelling, and like, okay, I get it, fine. You, you, you take step a break. Out and then the, ed the editor, Sasa, Eric Sasa, was a He's fantastic a, yeah. editor. He would also be like, yo, guys, I, that's not happening. We can't yeah. put that in there. Or I'd be like, this has to stay. Yeah, and or then, like he would lock the door and say, don't come yeah. in here. Yeah, so he'd like, be like, figure it out. He's like, I need, I, need, I need four more days. Hold on, hold on. And then you can see it. And we're just like, we have a meeting. <laughs> I love that. Well, when you're passionate about a project, you know, you'll fight for your ideas, right? It's important. Yeah. You know, if, if you didn't yeah. care about it, that, you know, you just let it go. Um, yes. Armani, the one thing that I thought was interesting about this is that how intimate the, the, the shooting was. Do you think, and this is probably a weird tangent, but 
With the advances in technology, cameras have gotten smaller, crews have gotten smaller. Do you think that may have helped with that, that people kind of sort of forgot you were around because <laughs> they didn't have this well, tech? For sure, for sure. I think that my stature also, like, you know, I, I was able to kind of like blend in and kind of like be right. out of his eyesight. <laughs> so I think that was great. But like, thankfully, like we, we didn't really use any small cameras in this. We used, mm-hmm. we started off with our, our smallest camera, which was the Canon 7D. And then we we graduated to, to Canon C300 Mark II. And then we we use the red like maybe once yeah, or in twice. Yeah, the beginning. Um, but you know the Canon C three hundred is is it's a, it's a hefty camera. Yeah. So like you know, and it withstood you know ten years of of you know shooting. Yeah. So I think that yes, to answer your question, technology can help in terms of like m- making your presence a little bit smaller. But I think for this instance, it was very much more getting familiar with his space because he's always yeah. doing so many things that he's always he's always going to be aware of me but it's just is he comfortable with me and i think that's what we had to like make sure we we figured out early on in the process yeah what skills do you think you guys have developed over the course of the past 10 years that maybe you didn't expect to develop are there are there any things that sort of jump out to you maybe it's you know practical skills or maybe interpersonal or creative galita what do you what would you say Oh, he's not scared of heights anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh, there's a story there. What's what's all this about? There, 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 there is a story. Do you want to start it or do you want me to say it? I would say it was a very adventurous day. No. We were on a on hundred foot lift, a very windy day in Atlanta, trying to get an aerial shot of the studio, which we could not cover with a hundred yeah, uh, foot lift. Yeah, we had a cherry. got higher. <laughs> so we, 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 we had a cherry picker and we wanted to get, get aerial shots that we used in the documentary. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I've done everything for you. No problem. I'm not going up there. <laughs> She's like, I'm not. It's like she goes so up there. I was there like, with, no problem. I will go. No she goes up, no tripod, problem. gets the aerial. And I'm like, yo, we got it. She's like, no, you got to go up there and like, maybe, maybe you'll get something different. I'm like, I'm not going to get anything different. It's on a tripod. It's going to be fine. Of course. You know, Galila, the leader, she's like, yo, I need you to go up there. I need you to shoot. I'm like, all right, I have to because I've committed myself to this project. As I go up 120 feet, however big it was, windiest heck, I don't want to curse. <laughs> and uh, the, the gas the runs gas out. The gas runs out. And he's stuck um, there for 30 minutes. So I'm stuck up there for 30 minutes. I'm not harnessed in. And I'm and then Galila's like down there just taking pictures, laughing. And I like, enjoy the view. She's like, fine. all right, I'll, I'll catch you later. And I'm just like... This little B word. <laughs> this little, oh my God. And then like I, and then when I went down, she was laughing. I'm like, yo, don't talk to me. <laughs> you were so don't bad. Talk to me. <laughs> so it's the mean, first thing you do, you went out and bought a drone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we did it. Like it was just. It was because it's a legacy no fly zone, a studio. So oh, the drones yeah, automatically would drop. And also like, it's, a, it's beautiful to shoot and film. It's so yeah. beautiful. Like, yes, drones are great, but there's still something really quite beautiful about camera going up there. You actually experiencing it. Never again. I love it. It's so good. That really <laughs> it made us closer. Oh, heck yeah. It made the cut. I'm, tr- I'm trying so hard not to curse. It fucking made the cut. Yeah, it's, it's in there. It's in there. I risk my life for it. It's in there. Yeah. No, it's, we learned so much. I mean, to, to yeah. get serious yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, no. You know, like for me, understanding this like non linear, linear work and storytelling, and also like 
taking ourselves out of it. You know, like for me personally, I have a lot invested in, <laughs> in this story. It's, you know, my family, yeah. but taking myself out of it and giving space for polarity, like inviting the critics and like hearing some brutal stuff that someone's saying about someone you love, it's pretty hard, but it's important. It's a learning process. It's important for the film. It's important for the project. And also actually brought us closer to understanding his fan base as well, yeah. which is like a polar opposite, right? And led us to the origin of the story. So it's like, it's not just the focus of like Tyler Perry, the filmmaker, the mogul, but like, where does he come from? Where do the stories come from? And people who love his work, why does his work resonate with them so much? Um, and also like for me as a foreigner, although I am American, now I live here, understanding like, can you be an artist, just an artist to create art and not be a cultural representation of where you come from. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like an important part of like exploring. Yeah. So yeah, a lot. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. talk about the process of interviewing people <laughs> i'm doing it right now but uh, when you do it <laughs> when you interview real people and talk and they're telling their story do you have a process for that is there is there a, a strategy for getting people out of their sense that they're being filmed and they're being honest and being truthful in that process do you have a strategy for for doing that either of you I mean, I don't know if I don't know if I would call it a strategy per se. I think it's very much you kind of make the person feel comfortable before the camera starts rolling. You give them a kind of like a scope of what we're going to talk about and then just kind of like allow them to be themselves and uh, not try to kind of like persuade them through an agenda and and try to mark their questions to fit your, you know, what you want to hear, but rather let them know that, hey, like, this is your story. This is your truth. We're not trying to do anything other than do that. And then I think once they have that piece of knowledge, I think that they might put their, you know, their their, their guards down a little bit. Yeah. And then from your questioning, then it will just reciprocate the fact that, okay, they don't really want to push anything on me, but they want to just hear me. And when people feel heard, everything else is, is going to be golden. Yeah. And also, like, we're not reporters. Yeah. You know, we're storytellers. So just having it be a conversation is more important than like question, 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 question. It was like, let's have a conversation that leads to either more questions or more curiosity. So that was sort of very important to set the tone for the beginning. Yeah, I'm sure they trusted you, you know, to be that candid. Yeah, that's great. Um, Did you have any experiences where you interviewed someone and they said something and you were like, huh, that was (laughs) was surprising. And it altered the course of the story or... Because you said you didn't, you didn't lead them. You know, you put the camera mm-hmm. on them and you asked them questions, and then they they responded honestly. Because you you never know what you're going to get with something like that, do you really? Yeah. Yeah, I think a few, a few. You know, like either open the curiosity for us to research more, or say, oh, okay, maybe this is not as uh, new as we thought it was. Like it's yeah. been around. Um, like for example, the Chitlin circuit, really understanding it from people who are creatives and who've been around for a long time. And again, you know, expertise where it's important for us, not just to interview people because they've worked with him, but also people who have knowledge of the industry, knowledge of the history of 
either a theater or cinema or been in, in the business for a long time and can speak through their own experience and also highlight something that was missing from our storyline. So it's, we learned a lot, even from yeah. the critics, mm -hmm. like we really dove in and say, okay, why do you feel this way? And I need to do more research because obviously you're probably not the only person who feel this way about this character. So it's um, a lot of learning. I had to do a lot of research. It's like, oh, let me write that down. Well, I'll mm. be right back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and also a great thing about that too is that I think everyone was like scheduled for an hour and change. Yeah. And we sat it's down with them for like three hours, each individual person. We had sat, you know, over 30 yeah. interviews. So like, you know, it kind of like, it starts to form into one conversation and then it's just like, it's not an interview anymore. And it's, you know, it becomes something that's just like, you're learning about them, they're learning about you. And then you guys are collectively learning about this subject that you're talking about. So it's, you know, yeah. it becomes that. Yeah. So one thing I really loved about this documentary is that it's not a one-sided perspective. You mentioned there the critics. Uh, it was, I would say, brave. I mean, <laughs> did you get much pushback for including people who were critical of Tyler's work? Yeah, for sure. I think that we definitely wanted to keep that type of transparency throughout the entire film. Like, we weren't going to make a documentary without allowing every side to tell their truth and their and you know how they how they see the perspective of Tyler Perry, his art, and you know how it how they may how they may interact with it. Um, and we never wanted. To, to, to not include that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, my, my first film was about climate change and how that affects um, sort of young girls' education, the, in, the inequality of like girls to boys ratio of education. And the research for me, the focus was talking to people who are in denial of climate change. Like I learned so much from that. Um, because most of my life is knowing the impact of climate change and how it really affects rural parts of the world, particularly indigenous pastoralist people. But I need to know also like research why people just are in denial and are not acknowledging or just don't know much about it, right? And to have that conversation is important because again, I'm not a reporter. I'm not here to like force feed you something, but like, how do we, um, have a conversation? How do we create space for people to have the conversation who might disagree about a subject, about a person? I don't know. I, I, I don't like the personal attacks that people sort of criticize each other on. But I think talking about your work or other people's work, whether it resonates with you or not, is important. It's part of the process. It's yeah. part of the filmmaking. I know I love hearing uh, when I we make films, we have we invite our friends who give us the honest truth, whether we, they oh, yeah. like our work or not. So that's the way we grow, yeah. you know, having that space to have that conversation. And this was very important to have that space because we also want the critics to feel like they have a perspective. Their perspective is mm -hmm. being heard as well. Yeah. And, and was Tyler involved in that process at all? Or was it just you had complete free reign to do what you wanted to do? Did he, I mean, obviously you interviewed him, you followed him around. Did he have any creative input into the process? No. He, he didn't no. have time for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. With every, everything that's going on at the studio and everything, you know, and I think that's the beauty in it yeah. is that, you know, because we gained his trust, we, we, we were like, hey, if we're gonna do this, we have to do this correctly and we have to do it separately from you. And, you know, he, he gave us he gave us that freedom. And, you know, I think that's something beautiful, a man of his stature and success. Yeah. 
and everything that he does to to kind of like blindly give, you know, his life story to us. I think that's what that's the little bit of like that 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 specialness that is in the film is because without that there is no vulnerability. There is no there is no rawness. There is uh, nothing that you may have felt in the film couldn't be possible if if he was involved in it. Yeah. So what would you say were the biggest challenges that you had to overcome with this project? I mean, it was, you know, a 10-year project. I'm sure there were a few <laughs> few hurdles along yeah. the way. Oh. Yeah. I mean, one, number one being not wanting to be on the way of what was happening. You know, that was always our, our concern because there's so much happening. We don't want to be in the way of production. We don't want to way of, be on the way of him as he's moving fast and trying to keep up. Uh, but also a lot happened, you yeah. know, like covering the the grand opening of the studio. That was a lot because there was so much going on. The space is so massive. Uh, we wanted to be there for the build up, the planning, construction, everything. And also like pandemic happened, the world shut yeah. down and we kept shooting. Majority of our interviews happened during like COVID, yeah. Yeah. you know, once people were sort of comfortable to come out and keeping everyone safe but you know like any other film at least for me it's been such a privilege and when you have something you're really passionate about you you go up a 200 feet cherry picker and get stuck <laughs> for 30 minutes and you're still fine <laughs> so as as is my commitment to the film <laughs> so, I, I i think that you know with the story like tyler and, and following him for so many years it, it starts to feel like every day is historic because every day something new happens yeah. so you have to kind of be bigger than those moments and you know the hardest part was uh the grand opening you know that was just such a monumental day where you know, while I was following him and filming him, I was like, okay, this is only going to happen once. And if I don't get, you know, a specific moment, a specific interaction, like this is going to be lost into history and no one's ever going to be able to see it. So with that, every single day being like, hey, like you have to be on your A game. You have to be accountable. You have to be responsible for being, for actually being present and not just kind of like my mind wandering off. And yeah. Like, oh yeah, tomorrow something can happen. It's like, no, like, Things in the Tyler Perry world happen a day at a time, and it happens so fast that you blink, you can miss it. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. What do you want the audience to take away from this film? Is there a story, is there something that you really wanted to share with the audience that you want them to, to take away? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think the core, the story is about love and healing. You know, it's a mm -hmm. meditation on love and healing. You know, it's uh, no matter who we are around the world, love is is a very important experience, feeling, whether you're experiencing a lack of it or trying to learn how to love or experiencing love. It's all a very universal experience. Yeah. And in this case, you know, we have someone who overcame so much trauma, so much abuse, and still love and, and heal and wake up every day loving the world is, is pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um, if, if you're a fan, hopefully we're giving you a closer glimpse, uh, you know, an intimate mm -hmm. portrait of someone you think you know. Yeah. Um, if you're a critic, hopefully you hear your voice being heard in this case, and we've sort of created a space for dialogue. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, hopefully you're inspired by all the business moves and formulas that this man has created and 
changing the economic ar- a situation around him. You know, this is a, not just a, a monumental or like a maverick for an entertainment business, but also American history. Yeah. You know, I think the history of the world is written by great men and women, and he's one of them. Um, and so it should be sort of <laughs> um, recognized. Yeah. His story is incredible and your portrayal of his story was was beautiful. So um, thank mm-hmm. you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, I'd like to leave uh, this interview with any advice that you have for those who are looking to get into documentary filmmaking and any, any things mm-hmm. you learned along the way that you think would be valuable for those, those people looking to get into this kind of work. Man, patience. Patience. Document, do- documentation is just about patience. It's, it's about, you know, finding the moment, staying in the moment. Um, and don't rush yourself. You know, don't don't think that you have to finish or create something by a certain amount of time. You know, the story will tell you when it's over or, or when to begin. Or, you know, when, once you feel that passion in your heart where you're like, hey, I have to tell the story, then don't give yourself a timetable. Allow yourself to fully be immersed in it. And then from there, it'll start kind of like organically telling you, you know, how to shape the story, what to do. And also just follow your vision. Like, you know, there's a reason why you decided to, to document the story. There's a vision. There's a reason why you want to become a documentarian. And like no one else will have that reason but you. No one will have the type of connection to that story but you. So you have to find people that are like-minded, that are passionate, just how, you know, we have been passionate and we've been lucky to, to find ourselves in this project. Um, and just continue doing that and you'll be fine. But just be kind to yourself and be patient. Yeah. Love that. And- and also, you know, I think, you know, I didn't think me being a filmmaker was possible when I was younger. You know, I think coming from immigrant family, you sort of look to the safe uh, career, which is, you know, doctor, lawyer, mm-hmm. or like some profession that's going to give you a uh, security. Yeah. Um, but I never thought being a filmmaker was possible. And also like acting on my curiosity was possible. And I want young girls who look like me, especially from the part of the world I come from, that they're inspired to dream um, outside of their circumstances because be- being behind the camera is important. You know, I think we talk about uh, wanting to have diverse stories and, and storytellers, but if we don't encourage people to, to be behind the camera as well, then yeah. it's not going to last long. You know, I think... Being in front of the camera is important, but so is behind being behind the camera. I yeah. feel more powerful <laughs> with the camera on my hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic advice. And you've certainly done that, both of you. So it was fantastic. For sure. Thank, Thank you. you for your time, man. Yeah, oh, we really enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Oh, we good. became like geeks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, welcome to my podcast. It's geek. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish your podcast existed, you know. 12 years ago maybe it did uh, but no, it, those no, are it's... the things that inspire you you know oh, as a good. filmmaker thank you so much thank, thank you thank you so much for listening to the podcast special thanks of course to Galila and Armani check out Maxine's Baby the Tyler Perry story available on Amazon Prime on Friday November 17th my name's Jamie Muffet and this has been an RPS audio production see you next time Thank you.